Welcome to the Confidence Through Health Podcast. My name is Jerry Snyder. As a health, wellness, and sports performance coach, my goal each week is to bring you experts to help you take control of your health and build your self-confidence. Thanks for including me today on your journey to better health. As an elite level runner and coach, I'm excited to introduce you to the All In Running Club. The All In Running Club exists to help you become a better runner. Whether you're a beginner, an elite runner, or anywhere in between, the mission of the All In Running Club is to give you the tools you need to find your success in running. Join today to take advantage of the 75% off yearly membership rate offer. Click the link below in the show notes to learn more. So on episode 193 of the Confidence Through Health podcast, I am delighted to bring Amy Fox on. She is a certified nutritionist, certified functional food professional, master. She has a master's of science in food and nutrition services, and she's the founder of the Food and Mood Lab. And thank you, Amy, for bringing in a guest. Thank you so much for having me. I think as we were just talking about, anytime we can chat about things we love and all things food and nutrition yeah. wellness... It makes for a great day. So yeah. I'm looking forward to the conversation and uh, look forward to yeah, having this conversation. So one of the things I, I love to do is to ask people why they got into what they're doing, because I think that also brings some insight into you know what's driving your passion, right? And I know that some of that came from watching your mom in, in yes. her struggles with type 1 diabetes and navigating food and, and things with that. Um, which of course I, I'm assuming back then to, to now, if somebody has type one diabetes, it's, it's, it's a little bit different and easier, but, right. um, tell us about how that all shaped your focus on food. Yeah. You know, it, it started when I was a teenager, actually, my mom, I didn't really, um, get on this quest to, uh, pursue my passion around nutrition, nutrition and related to my mom when I got a little older. But when I was younger, I like to tell a story that, I mean, I was, when I was a teen in high school, it was like most teenage girls, um, you know, just trying to figure, figure myself out. And right. I almost got kicked out of high school because I refused to go to gym class. I just, I had never in my, my life even owned a pair of running shoes right. and I went to a pretty strict school. You couldn't skip classes. And I, um, I just kept blowing off that running class. Right. And so I um, got a notice that if I didn't go to the next one, that I was going to get a detention. I didn't go to the next one. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, it got, things got pretty serious. So I started running Yeah. and I actually fell in love with it. I loved how I started to feel. And, you know, when you're 14 years old, 15, 16, that, that age range, you know, you're just trying to uh, just figure out what yourself again and get to know right. who you are. And yeah. so um, along with enjoying running, I started to think about what else would make me feel good. And so I got curious about the kinds of foods I was eating and that just carried on into college. I had the nickname Gump in college because oh, I nice. literally yeah. would... I kept running <laughs> yeah. and, um, but I, yeah, I started, I started my sort of informal passion around food and nutrition. I just get on the bandwagon of any diet and way back then it was, you know, the old, old, old diets, you know, yeah. trying to look fat or this, that, or the other, yeah. but I just loved getting curious about it. And I definitely let the connection about movement and 
what I, what choices I made around food, I just started to notice. I either yeah. felt really good or not so good or just loved the way clothes fit or not. And so I think that uh, curiosity just kind of kept me down that path throughout life. And it started to become more meaningful when I saw my mom, I mean, I saw her struggling with diabetes, but in, in over time as the treatment of the disease modernized, she continued to just struggle yeah. with understanding. I mean, they sent her to a nutritionist or a dietitian all the time. I mean, just, and she's like, I don't really understand how, what foods. And she just um, always struggled with making sense of yeah. what choices should I make so that I can get better control over my disease. And so um, I often wonder if, if, she had figured that out if she just would have had a longer life or maybe right. um, may not have declined as quickly. So, right. yeah, that's really um, kind of what led me on the path. And I decided to formalize it a few years ago and mm -hmm. uh, get my degree and and then launch this passion project around food and mood. Well, and, and as an endurance athlete myself and a runner myself, like I, I, I resonate with that. Like, OK, if I eat this and I go on a run like it either felt really good or felt really bad. Like, yes. you know, or, or maybe after the run, like if I ate something like, Oh, I didn't recover as well. Like maybe the food had something to do with it, you know? And, and over time you sort of fine tune that, at, especially after you leave the, you know, invincibility part of your teens and twenties, you know, mm -hmm. and then you start going like, Oh, wow, that really affected me. Yeah. And, and I think as a, as a runner or an endurance athlete, you, you see that stuff, but for the average person that's not doing those things, like, the food still affects them that way, but they just may not see that, right? Uh, yes, I it, right, and it, it feels like it's more out of like necessity mm -hmm. rather, you know, than um, uh, than than something a, a choice about how I want to show up in that day. Right, uh, it's more like what's what's nearby, like a, like a second, not even really a second thought to just what people are grabbing, and that this is a these are decisions you're making about how you will show up in the coming hours, right. and even broader, uh, how you might, um, start feeling months, years, you know, what, what that longevity picture looks like. Because it does, it, it is sort of a, it's a compounding thing, right? Like mm -hmm. the more, because what we're talking about is, is like those ultra processed foods that are, are bad for you that not just because they're, they're processed in a certain way, but because of what they're adding into it and you know, the mm -hmm. chemicals and toxins that your body can't you know, doesn't know what to do with. Right. So like that stuff builds up and it starts messing with, you know, your neurotransmitters and your ability to, you know, like, so brain fog's a real thing that's food related, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Yeah, it's usually the place I start with most of my clients and people say, mm -hmm. if I want to start feeling better, where do I start? We start with boxes and bagged foods. <laughs> right. Let's take a, let's take a look there. It's amazing how, how simple, but yet how hard it seems to some about some yeah. of these choices. Yeah. Well, and, and part of that's the, the addictive piece of it, mm -hmm. right? Like, I mean, cause that, that's, that's a reality that they're, they're the food companies that are processing this stuff. They're doing it in a way that's creating an addiction for us. And so breaking that is a big piece of that first step. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, for sure. We're on the same page there. <laughs> yeah. And that first step can take, for some people, it can be a, a day or a week. For others, it could be months to break that. 
Yeah, it, it can be. And I mean, I feel like I'm always help trying to come up with really practical ways to do that as well, because mm-hmm. that, um, I mean, it is, it's a, it's, it's similar to any other addiction that right. we can think of, whether that be cigarettes, or social media, your wine, uh, however that might, you know, whatever it might be, food, right. um, like we're talking about. But, and I, and I, that, that to me is oftentimes where the big struggle is, is how to, yeah. it, it's how to make that switch. And also, I think to help people understand that it's absolutely normal to enjoy food sometimes like and mm-hmm. have have that balance and understand right. that it's, you know this isn't we're not on this we're, the the goal isn't to be perfect and right. and it's to it's to have control and make choices that you know you're that are informed in my opinion right, right. and that you understand what's going to happen afterwards right that's mm-hmm. what i always try and tell people is like i i is somebody who helps people with their meal plans and stuff. Like if you go off the plan, I tell people, I really don't care. Like yeah. I, it, as long as you're choosing to do that. And it's not just the subconscious. I sat down on the sofa and while wow, there's two bags of chips that disappeared. Mm-hmm. What happened? Yeah. Like if you sit down on the sofa and say, you know what? I really want a bag of chips and you have a serving, you know, it, yeah, it's processed. It's probably not the best snack for you, but if you're making the choice, like you said, then that's better overall than mm-hmm. that unconscious just devouring food that just you have no idea where it's coming from yeah it's the binging and I, I think the other thing that I, I just experienced myself I I did an endurance event I completed it a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and it was hard I mean it was I mean they're all hard but yeah. this one I dealt with some really bad weather I did a endurance event called 29029 Everesting oh yeah yeah, and so I've done a, I've done a three, and um, this one was at Stratton Mountain, and um, it rained and poured the entire time. Oh gosh! So, uh, in addition to it being a really tough mountain, in fact, if it were a sunny day, I would have said, "Ooh, Stratton was the toughest of the three. And then you right. add in the downpour and just unrelenting rain and mud um, yeah. made it made it really difficult. And so I have, I know now it's a pattern when I do, I do some of these and it's really not just the event. It's the lead up of 20 plus weeks of mm-hmm. training and wear and tear. And so I come home and, you know, I can't, I, I need, I need to just not be on any sort of regimen. I mean, yeah. the thought of having a goal, <laughs> I need like a couple of weeks of just not, you know, thinking about what I eat and just eating for what I, what I want. And, right. um, and just when I feel good, I, I exercise. Yeah. So what happens is, and this is what I completely identify with most people is that, you know, after two weeks, you kind of get off the rails yeah. and it becomes harder and harder to get back on. Yeah. So, um, I just had to give myself a good, um, reset. And right. so uh, I keep experimenting with what's the easiest way to get back on and like in a way that like gets me like the, in, a, in a sustainable way where I'm like mm-hmm. just back fully on the healthy pattern. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm back. I mean, I feel like I've recovered. Right. And I'm back to my healthy habits. Well, and I'm glad you say that because I, I try to do the same thing as far as like, if, if I hear something that's like, oh, here's the, the latest research says we should try this or that or like I always try and do it on myself first before I, I recommend anybody else because it's like, I want to see how it feels. I want to know like what, what changes is it going to make me go through mm-hmm. not just physically, but like mood wise. Right. And so right. 
you know, and, and so that, that begs the question of like, if, if somebody's make deciding to make those choices, like, okay, I, it, I need to change. I've got to start eating healthier. Is, is it, is it common to have like big mood fluctuations around that time? So I think for the most part, I mean, I, I think it depends on the person and Mm -hmm. how poor their diet has been. Right. And oftentimes too, how honest they're being. Um, Just because sometimes I, you know, I'll provide some structure to like some changes in eating and I'm of the, I'm of the mindset. We don't go overall overarching Mm -hmm. big sweeping changes. We start small, Mm -hmm. but you know, when someone's really excited to make the change, they'll like say they're eating everything, but then they'll cut out all carbs that I've included because they're afraid right. that eating everything will right. do something. So, um, so it does depend on the person and the situation, but I think so. I think there can be a detoxing, like just yeah. a, if you're going to eat whole foods and you real, like real uh, playing with a lot of real whole foods and you haven't been eating that, you might get some headaches for yeah. the first few days, it just, you might have some mood fluctuation. So it just, it depends, but, um, more often, uh, the average person who probably hasn't been eating as good as they should and might be eating a little bit, or some foods that are ultra processed, mm-hmm. they usually feel good after two or three yeah. days they are like, Oh my gosh. And, uh, I have this blog where I talk about like the first, like the, it's a strategy to make your diet stick. And it's really a Jedi mind trick. Yeah. I, like I, before you start the plan, do these things. And it's really the healthy, the healthy pattern. Like, yeah. like remove at least one boxed item, like do a few things. And then they start feeling better. I'm like, you really don't need to be on the diet. Right. You just need to find a way to can say, stay consistent with um, some basic healthy habits. But I love how it, you know, it doesn't take long. It doesn't take right. long, just a couple of days. And you can start feeling the effects of healthy eating. Right. Yeah. And I agree. You, you just got to push through that, that, that initial change. Cause anything you do, that's going to initial change, just like any other part of your life, you're disrupting, yes. you know, mm-hmm. you're disrupting a habit, you're disrupting a pattern. And so like, you've got to get over that initial hump. It's not going to last forever. And so if you, cause I've had, I, I know people that have like made that change and they've had headaches and I'm like, and, and the, they want to come back and say, see, I can't eat healthy because it makes me feel bad. I'm like, no, your body's getting rid of the stuff that's bad. Right. And it just has to filter through your system and it and sometimes that takes a couple of days. Yeah. And, and you know, you mentioned something about like trying either the food or a plan uh on yourself first. And I I do the same thing and I tried a food last week and I was just like, you know, you keep thinking. I ran into the grocery store and I was getting something in the middle aisles. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I mean the 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 there's been there's so many new products that oh, yeah. are pseudo healthy. And I'm like, okay, so there's this, I mean, who, what, what person doesn't want the crunchy, sweet, maybe the hint of salt and it for it to be a hundred percent healthy. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's yep. just like dream. <laughs> and so, uh, and so like $10 later when I got this bag of like, it was like cinnamon toast crumbles. And I'm yeah. like, it's keto, blah, 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 all the things. Right. And like, well, you know, this is the thing I'm going to put in my healthy Greek yogurt. That's healthy. Yeah. And so I, uh, I tried a few bites of it. The aftertaste was horrible. And I just like, I was like, not didn't even take much. And I yeah. like 
didn't feel great. I did not feel good. I'm sure it was um, from some of the, maybe the fake sugars or just some of the other additives. So occasionally I keep, I'll dip into the aisle and wonder, oh, have we really gotten there yet? And so um, I'm just, I'm out of place now. I I have invested a lot of time in my kitchen. I I have a few baked um, just pancakes and things that are on Mm -hmm. my blog. Um, But sometimes I'll just get, swooped up in what I'm seeing on social media. I'm like, oh, let me try, right. let me try new, like the new cookie, the new brownie yeah. that has all these things in it. Yeah. And after so many failed attempts, I'm, I, I'm just have the sweet, just have it, right? just have the cookie, enjoy right. it. It's really not worth it. You either are going to replace it with natural sugars and you still are eating sugar, right? It's natural sugar better, but you're still yeah. eating a food and like maybe a cookie this big. Right. So you're either going to substitute it with a lot of things that are still the better, but sugar, or you're going to use all the fake stuff and you might have some bloating and cramping. So um, after a lot of failed attempts and a lot of money, like just yeah. have, have the sweet thing, enjoy it right. and then move well, on. And, and, and that's where, that's where portion control really comes in. Yeah. Right. Because like, yeah. it, you know, and, and I say the same thing. It's like, you know, you don't, you don't have to be so uber. Everything's absolutely healthy all the time. Like go ahead and have your splurge, but it's, it's portion control and it's not every day. Right. Right. It's like, I agree. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I don't even like tying it to a special occasion. It's like, don't make it because then you're, you're trying to make it like, oh, well, 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 this is a special occasion now. And then, okay, well, and that one's one too. And, and then you're trying to celebrate everything where it's like, you know what, <laughs> if it's just Tuesday night and nothing's going on and you want to run and go grab some ice cream, go grab a scoop of ice cream somewhere and be fine. Yeah. And, you know, to build on that, like I, I'm never going to miss an opportunity to, to connect with my kids ever because, right. you right. know, you you could provide all the research in the world on food, uh, but there's probably more research about feeling connected and mm-hmm. connecting with people. Yeah. And so I just try to keep that in check with myself and with people that I work with. And my kids love ice cream. I'm not, I don't love ice cream, but yeah. I, and they notice now they're all teens and they notice when I eat or when I don't eat. And mm-hmm. that, that matters to me to set an example yeah. and and set the right example. Like, yeah, let's have, let's, let's open this pint of, I live in Cincinnati and Grater's ice cream is like mm-hmm. the best. Yeah. And so that is a special occasion because I, I think it's like $15 a gallon. <laughs> so oh my we, gosh, yeah. <laughs> it's worth it. The dark chocolate in there, man. Yeah. Uh, so when we get it, we'll, we'll have like a couple bites or a scoop and yeah. it just, like it just I've I've lived enough life now when I when I just when I put sometimes when I put my eating plan or just what I'm in in front of that they're like come on mom and I'm like I just you know that's it's important to me to yeah. have those connect mode I had the best conversations with my kids over ice cream and I'm a mom of three boys and I tell you what they're tough to talk they, they yeah. stop they just they oh, aren't yeah. like girls and uh, when they're younger. And so that was always my, my strategy. If I really want to check in on them, let's get some ice cream. And so uh, it's not the same if you're not eating it with them. Right. Well, and that's, that's, that's exactly one of the things that, you know, the, the blue zones that Dan um, Butner's talked about is, you know, connection with community is a huge piece of that more than, more than it is really, they don't look at their food and have this 
ultra diet plan menu plan yeah. that they're following all the time, but it's that connection piece that they're they're right. meeting and eating around food and and having relationships with people and that that does play a bigger part, which which speaks to you know again like if you're if you're at home alone and you had a stressful day um, and you find yourself eating the chips and the ice cream, that's the red flag. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we're dealing with something completely different. We're dealing with like emotional eating and binging yeah. that yeah. Re- like requires just a, maybe a different approach. You know, it's, right. it, you know what I mean? like it's, it's a, but it's, it's helpful to know that. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I'm a big believer that, and I'm sure you are too, because uh, I know how, um, I, I know I'm going to feel for how talented you are in this space, but it's, <laughs> we're talking about making changes here. It's, it's always yeah. an inside job. Right. It is. We all, we all will have an opportunity or a situation come up where we enjoy the bag of chips or we might indulge too much, mm-hmm. but it's really um, recognizing to, you know, just get curious about those thoughts, behaviors, and it becomes a pattern because, you know, it's really not about the chips and the cookie or whatever it might be. It's how you're coping in some way, or just some, maybe some emotions that you need to deal with that food is never, or any other vice is ever going to handle. So I I try to make that, I try to be tough with my clients say, this is my requirement that you're willing to do inside work because, um, you know, that's, that's, I think that that's really at the heart of, of it all. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's, that's I mean, it, really, that's the connection of food and mood yes. that, that you're driving yeah. towards. It's like, that's the connection is that like, you know, cause, cause anybody can go out there and just, it, you can get lost and just eat whatever and just go from, you know, the, the meal we're supposed to have in the morning and then go to work and have a, a work lunch or something. And then, you know, snack from the vending machine, come home, yeah, eat something and, and snack it as you're watching TV and then at the end of the day, you have no idea what you ate because you didn't have a plan. You just went through the day and mm-hmm. you were stressed about everything. And, and then you go to, you, you, if you go to sleep, because a lot of times if you're not eating properly, you're, you're, you've got insomnia or sleep problems or, yeah. and then you wake up the next morning and you don't want to go through any of that stuff because you're in a horrible mood. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's so true. I'm a big believer of that too. I, I talk about how I love how like, I, I mean, it really, it does sleep, it started sleep, mm-hmm. like sleep is the foundation, but people yeah. are unaware of that connection between yeah. what you're eating and when you're eating and how, like, just how, how pivotal it is to understand that so you can sleep better. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things that I've found, which it, and I've talked to a couple of people, I, it, it, it may just be sort of unique to me, but, um, one of the things is that like the, the cleaner that I eat, the, the less I dream and like, like yeah. they're, they're, they're like short, quick dreams, right. as right before I wake up, like, you know, and if I eat a little off, have something that's, especially if I have some of this process, then like, I have these huge, huge, crazy, vibrant dreams that last like all night, you know, or might wake me up at two or three in the morning and like, whoa, what is going on? Yeah. Um, you know, I and so I, I, I feel that connection. Like I, like for me, it's like really vivid. Oh, I, I haven't, uh, I haven't noticed that pattern. I mean, I'm a, I'm a person like, I, unfortunately, I think like a lot of moms, like I sleep is just always yeah. something I have to figure out. I just think, you know, we're, 
um, I, I think it's moms and dads, but I think like right. we, you know, we have, we think, we think a lot about mm-hmm. what we need to be doing or how, what else yeah. we need to be worrying about. Uh, what's the worst case scenario on this set or that? So um, yeah. I, when I sleep and actually, of course, I've noticed when I'm uh, eating and I clean and I'm uh, limiting or not, I don't have any alcohol. I sleep awesome. Mm-hmm. I look much better. My yeah. chances of getting a, like a solid six or seven are like so much better when yeah. those things are in motion. So help us, like, because I know a lot of people, and, and we, I, my wife and I used to do this as well. We were members of wine clubs and, and all of this before we, I really fine-tuned my nutrition and, and, and health. Um, and and so now I I haven't had a drink in several years. She hasn't had a drink in a couple of years. But, you know, alcohol is is thought of and, and sort of advertised to as the, like, have this and relax, have this mm-hmm. and you'll feel better. Like, Oh, it'll take you to this plate. You know, like it, how many, how many commercials that you see alcohol advertised and they're on the beach or they're having fun, you know, yeah. Like, the beach will make you feel good by itself. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> so I'm like, I get that they're trying to advertise and all that, but it's like, I think that connection that people are trying to make with alcohol, fixing their mood is incorrect. Yeah. I mean, you're really striking a nerve with me just because I like, I couldn't agree more. I am a certified like sober curious um, coach as well. Coach. Yeah. Because I like, that's, I mean, I, I think we, well, we, we are in a culture where we are bombarded with imagery, social media, commercial, everything where Mm -hmm. we, um, well, and, and by the way, we're also in a society where it feels like sometimes you're going against the grain because you don't want to have a drink. Like you talked right. about that connection and feeling community with food. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that they can't have fun or they won't connect with their spouse or their friends unless they have a glass of wine in their hand. Right. And I, I call, <laughs> I call alcohol really wine, like your best friend of me. Yeah. Really is like, it is such a, alcohol is a master of deception. I mean, we all think that we are going to unwind or we're going to have that nightcap and that's going to be the thing that will allow us to relax. And it has the opposite effect. It really robs you of your happiness chemicals and so many more negative um, effects of alcohol, all for this 20 minute buzz. Mm -hmm. Because you do get about a 20 minute high, but yeah. I, I found that and I, I just, I talk about alcohol as it just needs to always be something that's small and irrelevant in my life. And as I continue to get older, it just, um, it didn't take much to just rob me of sleep and yeah. of happiness. Like I was just someone who all, like when I would, I started to notice that when I would have even one or two glasses, which I think is not a lot, but mm. The World Health Organization now says that that's the max unless you want to put yourself at risk for a lot of diseases. So um, it doesn't take much to put yourself in that category. Mm -hmm. But I I would have this gray cloud over my head for days. And I would just, the best way I can describe it for me is like my light always felt dimmed about everything. Like I just enjoy energy, productivity. and, um, And so I think once I got enlightened, 
had a few bouts of moderation, which never works, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> it's a lot of work for me, for me, I should say. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I just think it's um, I think it's just a it's one of the best kept secrets out there. Yeah. It's just going, going alcohol, alcohol free and just how awesome you feel. And, and yeah. so I'm a, I'm a big believer in that type of lifestyle. Not to say that I won't ever have another glass of wine, but I really love this lifestyle. I'm just, I feel like it's a, a pretty amazing way to connect and engage with people. Right. Well, and, and it's, I mean, it, it it benefits you I, from what I've experienced now that it's been, I want to say, I think I'm going on four years since I've had anything to drink. Um, and, and like I said, we were members of wine clubs where like we would go and like, you know, bottles of wine and we'd go to parties and, and I have a wine room in my house. I renovated right. a living room into a wine yeah. bar. Um, yeah. so I get it. Like we, yeah. you know, it's a big part of our lifestyle. Right. Um, no, I actually renovated a, a little section in ours that has a, a the whole bar and everything. Um, and, and now it's just like, oh, what do I do with that now? Um, but the difference of like, you know, and I think what a lot of people think they might lose is that that fun piece of like, oh, I can go because that makes me that makes me relax and I can have more fun. Mm-hmm. But I've found that I, I have just as much fun, if not more fun, because I don't have that after effect yeah. it's later that evening or the next morning. A hundred percent. I mean, I used to be the person that always fell asleep. It didn't take much. I mean, I just get tired. And then I'm like, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't have the energy to watch a show with my kids or just, I would be the one that want to go home. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't get those tired effects, but I, I, I've dabbled in this space for years, meaning yeah. Like I try, I do a sober October and then I'd be like waiting until the end when I, when I was allowed to have a drink. And I'm, I firmly believe that it is 100% about your mindset. Mm -hmm. And if you go into it with this vibe, like, Hey, I'm checking this out. No, I, I want to do this. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm enjoying, no, I'm, I'm choosing not to drink tonight because I'm just going to have, I want to spend time with you. I want to have I want to like catch up. And so if you, if you are, if you literally flip your mindset and make in your vibe is, is about just being curious about it rather than mm-hmm. um, the kind of being frustrated. Like I've got X amount of days or I'm white knuckling right. through it or gritting through whatever commitment I think I've made. I mean, it's a there, that's a recipe for getting back on the moderation plan. Right. Uh, but I think it's, it's all about your mindset. Um, yeah. Cause that's either going to be a really enjoyable experience mm-hmm. and you're just going to say, Hey, I'm going to see how I feel. And I'm going to enjoy the conversation tonight. Uh, and there's yeah. nowadays, if you've walked down the aisle of any grocery store, grab a Corona and it, that's alcohol yeah. free yeah. or they, I mean, every brand seems to have, a right. beer. Um, they're still figuring out wine, but I still have found a few uh, yeah. non-alcoholic wines. But I mean, I I found out that as as remember I talked about m- being curious about yeah. that to me is like the the a magic trick. Yeah. And I would find that when I would try to moderate, 
I would have a glass of wine. I'd be like, okay, I just had a glass of wine on Friday. But I would start to, it didn't even take more than a day. My mind would start to expect it the next day. Like, oh, Mm, it's about that time, no matter what promises or rules I had. Yeah. And got me to thinking, like, I'm like, why, why am I thinking about it like this? I mean, I know why am I thinking? So it got me really curious about how addictive it is. And So it took, you know, just had to be intentional, but I just put anything in the glass and I found it passed. Like I was like, oh, I don't need to have wine. I made myself a a really pretty drink in my best wine glass. And I, I had, I still had that dopamine rush because I was connecting with my husband. Right. And it wasn't about what was in the glass. It was about that five o'clock wine down time. And that really opened my mind. I was like, wait a minute. I just had an awesome conversation. Like we, I felt like we had a close moment and we just had a, a nice conversation and it didn't matter what was yeah. in the wine glass, but right. you'd have to, you kind of have to go through that and take note and just like, again, kind of be curious about it. And then, you know, that knowledge that you get from those experiences helps you to really um, get to build new pathways in your brain about right. what a new ritual might be like. Yeah. Well, and I love that. And and I've heard other people like use this same type of analogy, like of, okay, well, if, if you don't want to drink, that's, that's fine. Like, but experiment with it and like, go out to, you know, the party or the club or the bar, whatever it is, and be curious about how other people start acting as they've had one or two or three and not necessarily in a judgmental way. But just in a like, oh, if they're acting like that, was I acting like that? Like, yeah. you know, and start putting yourself in their shoes and be like, oh, not and, and and believe me, you'll start laughing. Like it'll, it's funny because like you're like, oh, they don't know how to talk anymore. They don't know how to like, and you watch them walk to the bathroom and they're swaying back and forth, and you're like, oh, you know. But again, not in a judgmental way, but in a just a like, oh, that's what I would look like. And is that, you know, if you're trying to cut back. I think it helps put yourself in a better space to say, okay, I, I really can do without that. Um, yeah. You know, because, you know, it, the, the fun that I thought it was bringing me was not really fun. It was letting me forget everything. Yeah. A hundred percent. You just have to be willing to experiment and yeah. put yourself in situations. And I think people would be surprised. Yeah. And the curious uh, curiosity with food, I think is, is another big piece because yeah. I get a lot of people that are, you know, oh, I would never eat that, or I would never eat this, or I would never, and and or they they try something for the first time, and they're like, oh, that's that just just that was not what I was expecting. I'm not going to do that again. Um, but I, I think a big piece of it is like, where are you on your journey towards being healthy? Because some things that are that are naturally sweet. Um, like I think of like something like papaya or something that's like, you know, it's a fruit, it's naturally sweet. It's most people enjoy the taste and flavor, but if you've been eating ultra processed foods and your taste buds are jacked up and like, it's going to be a completely different type of sweetness that most people go, I don't like that. Yeah. 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 It takes a little while to experiment and just having just, like, like you said, being curious about trying different foods. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's, um, that's super important as well. Yeah. And, and like, so is there, 
are there any foods that you would say, like if somebody is, you know, on the typical American diet and they're not getting vegetables unless maybe they're just getting like lettuce and tomato and their pickles on their hamburger, um, but they're not, you know, getting anything else, uh, skipping the salads, skipping the, all that stuff because they're just eating the French fries and the um, tater tots and, um, you know, steak and potatoes. Like what, what are the things that like, they should start adding in that would help them start take helping their like that their body would also help them get over the hump if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think I I I think it's because people people this isn't necessarily my favorite vegetable to eat, mm-hmm. but I think the two ways that I try to start, I just I just encourage people to have, have a salad a day. And mm-hmm. if you're not a salad lover, we can talk about other ways to do that. But yeah. and just use try a variety of lettuces i mean there's so many out there so and just make us make a small salad to start and you choose you choose whatever vegetables you want but Mm -hmm. just keep experimenting but have you know try try that whether it's lunch or it's dinner or you want to sneak it into um whatever meal you've got but i think because people can relate to that oh a salad yeah a Mm -hmm. salad and there are ways to make that fast by buying you know, already washed lettuces right. and right. things like that. So I think for the average person, you know, usually I usually start there. And then yeah. I'm a big fan of berries. I think it's oh, well yeah. great fiber. And I think um, it tastes, it's a really great treat to make yourself. People can relate to like a PB and J. So well, I'll make that a healthy version. Yeah. Either take a rice cake, put a little layer of nut butter and smash raspberries or a whole grain English muffin. And uh, I mean, you just, it's just so good because it's like good fiber in those right. berries. And yep. it's just gets people incorporating more, um, more fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. So just probably not a surprise there. That's typically, typically where I start. And if right. I've got a really, a non veggie, starter like it's we got an uphill battle Mm -hmm. we'll talk about ways to blend and vary and just kind of sneak it in that way whether it's a handful of spinach or kale Uh, and that's sometimes a a good strategy for kids yeah well and yeah with kids what i love to like of course my kids they they we one of the things we told them is early on you know all kids want snacks all kids want you know i mean it's it's just a it's a part of life and especially once they hit a certain age, you know, mine are 12 and 14. It's like, they, they just, they want more because they're growing more. They're hitting their growth spurt and they just need more. Um, but we started early on with like, nope, you're not allowed to have anything. Like you, you have it at mealtime. You don't need to have snacks throughout the day and, unless it's fruit. If you want a piece of fruit, you know, and so they started to, they learned that trick very quickly of like, and they still do it. Um, my son did it last night. In fact, you know, he comes out of his bedroom at like nine o'clock and we're like, what are you doing? He's I'm hungry. Like, no, you like, but I want something. Uh, can I have this? Can I have it? No. Can I have a banana? I'm like, yes. Cause I told yeah. you, you can always have a piece of fruit. Like, even though I know timing wise, it might not be perfect because it's right before he goes to bed, but like that's for, for a growing boy, that's, and it's a, it's fruit. It's not going to, it's, it's right. by far the best solution at that time. Um, but the other thing is, is I suggest to people is like, okay, well, if they eat cereal, put fruit in it, put berries in it, right? Yes, great like, idea. Yogurt, yogurt or like oatmeal, yeah, yeah, like sneak it in. Um, and and my kids, they they love kale, they love mm-hmm. you know because we've started it off from a from an early 
And I think that's another thing for people that have young kids, like don't just assume just because every other kid doesn't like, you know, broccoli or green beans or whatever that your kid's not going to like. It's it, just start them early and let, and cook them different ways and, and let them yes. taste them and, you know, um, season them different ways to where you find out like, okay, they like it this way. Um, you know, cause there's, there's one thing to be like, like I said, like the super healthy, everything's gotta be perfect, but okay. Well, you know, I think everybody knows to avoid too much salt, but if you've got to salt something for the kids to eat it and it's green beans, like salt, the green beans. Yeah, exactly. Put you a little dollop of butter on it too. I mean, that's, right. that's going to get them to eat it. Yeah. And, um, and so I'm a big believer too of, I, I mean, again, I'm dealing with you. I, 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 I let uh, people like me who like we pulling it off on every uh, given day is, mm-hmm. is a struggle just yeah. like most parents. Yeah. And so there is nothing wrong about pulling out some frozen veggies. In fact, right. I'm a, like, that can sometimes be just as good a quality as the fresh stuff oh, yeah. as long as you don't have the sauces and things. So yeah. um, just, you know, being practical about yeah. how we can get food, healthy foods on the table, I think is really important. Mm-hmm. Well, and you mentioned sauces. That, that's, that's one of the, that's one of the things that I usually tell people, like try to avoid as much as possible. Because especially if it's like a fast food sauce or something, because you just don't know what's in there. And and typically that's where you're getting a ton of calories. Yeah. And it's like if 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 that's the if that's the first choice and first step that you can make, like that will put you leaps ahead of other people. A hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. I mean, and and along those lines, like cooking at home. Mm-hmm. That's usually a strategy too. Like just, I mean, if you have to go out, you have to go out. But uh, that's, that's a quick and easy way to usually see some like fast results is yeah. to make some food at home. Right. Um, yeah, I know there's statistics about, you know, it, the, that we need to drink more water and that would, that would curb a lot of, you know, diseases and as, as far as chronic diseases, sleep more and cook at home. Those are like the three things. It's like, you know, what you cook doesn't really matter. Yes. Right. Right. And so it's, it's more about, because I think most people, if they, if, if they started cooking at home, they'd start looking at it and going like, well, I'm not going to cook that. Well, I'm not going to cook. Like I want to out, you know, and they start preparing meals in a, in a better way. Um, and, and because nobody can afford to go and eat at the true, like five-star healthy places all the time, because yeah, the foods, the meal's expensive because it, it's better meal per prepared in a better way. And yeah. That's a, that's a sign that it's going to be healthier for you. I agree too. I just, uh, it's everybody loves a good hack too in the kitchen. Like how do yeah. I, <laughs> what's the quickest way to make good tasting lean proteins or right. uh, your, your meals throughout the day? Yep. And I think the easiest thing that a, a lot of people have gotten away from is, is just learning what spices you like. Mm-hmm. From a hack standpoint, because those spices can do major things for your health, for your yes. gut, digestion and all that. And it's like when we forget that and we take those out and just stick to salt, like add those other spices to in um, and, and experiment with what you like. And it's OK if everything tastes the same. Yeah. Like, from day to day. That's OK. Uh, yeah, that too. It's getting getting comfortable with the fact that um, you might eat the same sorts of things. Yeah. 
just you know, and I, I love what you said. Is there a particular spice that you think is a game changer? Uh, well, I know oregano does a lot. Um, you know, oregano does a lot for your brain health, um, for your gut health as well, which is why it does more for your brain health. Um, and and I mean, turmeric's gotten a ton of you know noise in the past mm-hmm. couple of years. Um, and I think it's, it's valid. I don't think it's, it, you know, it, it's not a, a, a come and go that we're going to hear, you know, disappear in five years or something. Um, but a lot of people in the U S don't necessarily know how to cook with turmeric. Yeah. You know? um, I'm I'll have to look up yeah. some of your recipes. So, uh, so it's not something that we cook a lot with, but we'll add it to smoothies or something like that, where it's like, we're getting it there, but, um, oregano, garlic, um we do uh onions you know dried dried onions stuff like that that's that i mean it's it's just stuff that we all know and heard of it's nothing like that it's earth shattering like you don't you don't have to go get the things that are you know found at the bottom of the sea and the arctic ocean and you know like i mean those things are out there and they're making noise but like you don't have to get those things yeah, I did come across a good one, though, that was new for me. I mean, well, first yeah. of all, you know, everything bagel seasoning is like one of those yeah. that, I mean, it's just, it, who doesn't like a salt and crunch? Yep. So yep. that can make anything from salmon to uh, avocado toast taste yep. awesome So that. But yep. I found uh, one from Tr- Trader Joe's. It's like a mushroom seasoning. Oh, it's got yeah. a bunch of mushrooms and a little bit of spice to it. Yeah. It just is, a, you know, a little bit different, different yep. way to liven up a a chicken or this, that, or the other. Right. Well, and, and I mean, that just, it, it just adds the other thing about it. When you say the mushroom flavor, like it's, if you can get something that's also adding in different types of foods, you know, so you've got, you know, right. okay. A little bit of mushroom that's on top. Like it might not seem like a lot because maybe it's, maybe it's in, in whole, you're getting half a tablespoon or half a teaspoon of, of something, but that little bit can go a long way just to expanding, you know, one of the things that I've heard is um, it, you know, we, we want to, from a, from a healthy gut standpoint, we want to have a variety of vegetables, like up to like 30 to 40 in a week of Mm -hmm. different types of vegetables. Right. And so somebody might go, Oh my gosh, how am I going to get that many vegetables? That's crazy. But if you think about it, like, okay, well, if I, if I dab a little parsley on something, okay, well, that's, that could technically be your vegetable, right? Like that could be one. It's an ex- it's a it's an exposure to a different plant, um, you know. So things like that, I think, sometimes make it easier for people to figure out, like, okay, this is expanding my my range of of content that I'm that I'm consuming. So yeah, that's a tough one, though. I, I gotta I I find it hard to get people to eat the vegetables, but oh, where we. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I I think it's so important to get variety just yeah. to keep life interesting so you get bored of it. Right, right. Um, so I I realize we're we're running out of time here, and I want to be uh, respectful of your time. And but give us um, how can people get in touch with you? What's the best way to like learn more about what you're doing? Yeah, thanks so much um, for asking. Um, so foodandmoodlab.com is my website and there's all the links to social, but um, there's a community out there on Facebook, Food and Mood Lab, and then on Instagram, Keep It Real with Amy. But those are all easily oh, cool. found if you go to food, foodandmoodlab.com. 
Awesome. And and you've got your blog on there. You mentioned that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so is there anything that you would tell you would want to tell somebody who is like in, in that stuck spot? They don't know what to do. They don't know what their first step should be. Like what what's that like last thing that maybe we haven't talked about that is like, OK, sure. here's here's what you need to know. When someone's feeling stuck, I believe that it's like a two-part question. One, I think it's just about a lot of grace and compassion. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's uh, it's challenging to to make these changes, and yeah. I think just realizing that if you allow yourself and just understand that having these like data points or just situations, like use it as an opportunity to learn about why. Mm-hmm. And like, think about like the curiosity, it does something, it just releases you from that guilt and you right. be more hopeful. So yeah. I think starting with that, just grace and compassion is like kind of a, unlocks a person and just gives them the ability to think be forward thinking and hopeful. Right. And then when someone's like, like wants and really is willing to put a little effort into change. Um, my strategy is to, for at least a week is to make one promise to yourself every day. That's completely mm-hmm. achievable. It might sound like it's defeating the purpose because people think goals, I got to think big. Right. I mean, like the tiniest promise have uh, 20 ounces of water in a day or right. work out for five minutes, you know, you're going to do it. And the whole idea is to um, get a streak going and just to build some momentum and just keep in it one promise, one little micro goal that you know you can accomplish, not one that you're reaching for the stars and just get a good week under your belt. So that's really where I help people go just again, the feeling of checking that box and just having a, a win doing what you say you're going to do is just super powerful to get that streak started. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and I I think that sometimes when we want to make change, we, we, we think way too big, um, you know, in, so having those little bitty things to go like, Oh, okay. I did make a change because I, I did this one little thing that I said I wanted to do. And I yeah. can accomplish something. Yeah, that's huge. So, well, thank you so much, Amy, for being a guest. I really oh, absolutely. It. Sorry for the ding. It's school just oh. got up, oh. so everybody wants to know what what's what what food we have. <laughs> right, of course, that's the question of the day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, well, thanks thank again. You. It was a pleasure to have the conversation, and a please yeah. appreciate the opportunity to talk to you and your listeners. Thanks for checking out the Confidence Through Health podcast. Please subscribe, post a review, share this episode with those you love who need a little extra help with their health journey. Visit allinhealthandwellness.com to learn more about the coaching programs that I provide. All episodes are produced by the Social Media Cowboys, your source for all online marketing needs. Go to socialmediacowboys.com for more information.